And the church said, Amen. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. Uh, let me just begin by saying welcome. You picked a great day to be here uh, because we are going through in, in one fell swoop, and I will not be able to do it uh, adequately, but we're going to share the DNA of our church, the, the vision of our church today. And I also want to just join in in the comments earlier of just welcoming those of you who are guests of ours today. I, I see uh, several new faces, and that always uh, makes me excited. So I'm thankful for your presence here today. We're glad that you uh, have come our way. Uh, as, we, as we jump into today's message, in a few minutes, I just want to uh, let you know that we're going to participate in a time of communion. And so I'm going to ask our praise team, I know they just sat down, but I ask them to stand back up. And uh, if you did not receive a communion packet on your way, and if you'll just slip your hand up, uh, we'll, we'll bring one of those to you if you would like to participate that in, in just a moment. Uh, you're also welcome uh, to, to give online today if you came prepared to do that, or there are uh, baskets in the foyer that you can do that on your way out. And we appreciate your your generosity and your gifts this morning. And while they're passing those around, I uh, also want to let you know that uh, our message today uh, will hopefully uh, be a little shorter. Uh, I know some of y'all say a big amen to that, but hopefully we will be able to, uh, to, to, to do that because what we're going to do in between the end of worship service and the beginning of a Bible class is that uh, we want to invite you uh, to go out into the foyer and just spend a few moments getting to know you. Probably saw all the tables and all the all the sign up things out there. Uh, it's really uh, not meant to be overwhelming to you. We we just want to give you a chance to meet our connect group leaders and our ministry team leaders. And so our connect groups are our small groups that meet uh, together uh, for just a smaller setting uh, to be able to to study God's word together, to be able to share life together. One of, one of the, uh, just the, the next steps of our mission is to do life together. And this is a way to do that. And so we're, we're going to have our connect group leaders out there in the foyer. There's uh, 25 different connect groups to choose from, some men's groups, some ladies groups, some joint groups. It's, it's all out there. Uh, those can be found on our website as well. If you're looking for kind of a description of each group, uh, if you go to homewoodchurch.org, uh, underneath our ministries and underneath connect groups, you can find a listing of all those. So um, to that end, uh, after service, we're going to hopefully have about 15 minutes or so in between class where you can go out there and, and, and be able to, to meet some folks. And uh, we're going to ask for grace uh, from our teachers today. I know you are used to having folks trickle into your classes. It may be a, a little more of a slow trickle today. Uh, so please uh, give us some grace in that. But I think it's going to be a great opportunity for us. And I'll tell you more about that uh, here in just a moment. So let's go to God in prayer. So, Father, as we open your word today, may the vision of your church come alive. And may we be reminded that in the midst of our hurts and our habits and our hangups, that we can find freedom in Jesus Christ, a freedom that this world cannot offer. So, God, my job today is, is not to be spectacular. My job is to be faithful in pointing uh, those who can hear my voice to you and your word, uh, which does not return void. So he who has ears, uh, let them hear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, if you have a Bible, I want to invite you to be turning to Acts chapter 2, or if you want to look that up on your device. Uh, we're going to have some of the verses up on the screen as well, but that will help you uh, travel through the text with us today. Uh, in 1968, uh, Dr. Spencer Silver uh, was trying to invent a stronger superglue 
And in the process, he created a pressure-sensitive, not-so-sticky adhesive on accident. He was not trying to do this on purpose. It was on accident. And, and so this was not his original plan, but that glue was the foundation for what turned into an invention that would change note-taking forever, the invention of sticky notes. Um, most of us, like me, I just have sticky notes in my pocket, like, all the time. Um, I don't. I actually, you know, just put them in there this morning. But, but we, I have them all over my desk. You know, I'll just place them in different places, and they're nice just to pull off and make a little quick note. Um, sticky notes are, are something that, that most of us use, but maybe you didn't realize that they were created, or the, the stickiness on the back of them was created on accident. Uh, Dr. Silver actually passed away uh, this past year uh, in 2021. But where would we be uh, without sticky notes? Uh, where would we be without those little things that we can stick and remind us of things? And so uh, when it comes to uh, vision, that there's a good chance that your vision won't come out exactly as you saw it in your mind. Can anybody attest to this? I mean, just come to my house when I try a home project. Um, you know, I see it in my mind. It looks great. Then I try to do it, and not so good. You know, so our vision is something that doesn't always turn out the way that we thought it would. Well, such was the case in the early church. This is what happened in the early church. They, they had a vision of, of how this thing was going to go. They had a vision of, of when Jesus came and he did life with them. And, and he, they began to think, oh, okay, now, now we know how this is going to turn out. And so we just finished a 10-week series on looking at Jesus' words about the kingdom of God and the Gospels, that series World Game Changer that we just got out of uh, last week, a few weeks ago. And we get to Acts chapter 1, and we see that the, the resurrected Jesus, the risen Jesus, appears to the disciples, and he talks about what? He talks about the kingdom of God. This is what he talked about throughout his ministry, talked about it more than anything else, according to the recorded words in Scripture, and he talks about it again in his resurrected state. But even at this point, I believe the disciples still, the vision that they have was not the vision that Jesus had. And so uh, we want to be a people that focus on what Jesus focused on. So you're going to see this statement uh, a lot, and, and it's really more than just words on a screen. It's really, th th there's been a, a, just a, a, a prayerful birth of these words in a lot of ways, I think, over the past couple of years, that we want to see kingdom-devoted disciples making disciples of nations and generations. And so this week, as I, I read Acts chapter 2 through Acts chapter 10, 2 to 10, I was reminded of how this vision was lived out long before any of us. Uh, so behind me, you'll see... Uh, just these five banners, what we have said are, are five pillars to uh, the vision that we believe that God has called us to. Uh, we, the mission of this church is to make and grow followers of Jesus. We believe that should be the mission of every church. But the vision, what that looks like, how that's played out in a particular context can, can look different from church to church. And so these are, are five words that, that, that help describe to us, that help articulate uh, what our vision is. You'll notice them behind me, spiritual formation, uh, connections devotion, nations, and generations. 
Uh, so in Acts 1.14, the first Christians joined together constantly in prayer. And I really do hope that you'll join us in prayer this Tuesday at noon. And I realize that that's right in the middle of a work day for many people. And so you may not be able to be here in person on Tuesday at noon. Uh, but if you're able to jump, jump in on a lunch break during, uh, during your lunchtime, you know, and just jump in on, on, online, it'll be live streamed for you. You can also go back and, and participate in that later in the evening if you want to watch that on demand and, and participate. We're going to give you kind of some more specifics than I have time to give you today about things that you can be praying for. Uh, but what we see in Acts 114 is that the, the church, this early church, they prayed constantly. I mean, they were constantly praying. Uh, I remember when I first stepped into the, the preaching role here, uh, it's about 11 years ago, and um, a lot of, you know, a lot, a, lot of, a lot of different things were going through my mind as far as, okay, what am I supposed to be about? What am I supposed to be doing? And one of the things that I was convinced that I needed to be about was, was just seeking God in prayer. So we used to gather right down here uh, every Sunday morning, about an hour before church service started. Uh, we would, uh, Kevin and I and the praise team and tech arts team, we gather every Sunday now on this stage uh, right before service, but this was about an hour before service. And so we would gather down here and we would pray uh, right here in this area. The auditorium was a little different because it's been remodeled since then, but, but it was right over here in this area. And I remember one Sunday we're sitting in a small, small group, there's only four or five of us, and I remember one guy's name was Jay. I remember he started praying and he started praying uh, just, hey, hey Lord, uh, please, uh, if, if I pray that somebody is, who's driving by our building will we'll just, we'll just turn into this parking lot and will just come in here and, and that they will, they will get to know Jesus and they will get to know uh, his, his people. And I got to confess, like I, I'm a preacher and I feel like, you know, I, I strive every day to have, have great faith. But like I, I had more faith in, in Krispy Kreme than I had, you know, like, because that happens at Krispy Kreme. Like, you see the hot sign and it's just like, ooh, you know, you just kind of start turning and, and going in there. I, I, but, but for that to happen at the church, like, I was, I was just thinking, man, that's a nice prayer, Jay. It really is. And I'm thinking this in my mind. I didn't say this out loud, but I'm just thinking, I, yeah, I don't know if that could really happen. Next week, uh, a mother and her young son come walking through the store. She hears a message that day, and she gives her life to Christ. And I was able to baptize her into Christ that day. I didn't know until, uh, until sometime later. She said, yeah, we were, uh, my, my young son wanted us to come to church. And so we just started driving around. And we, we get out here on Oxmore Road, and we get right in front of your, your parking lot. And my son says, that's it, that's the one, and just pulls in. Now, I'm not trying to convince you that, that prayer is some magical formula that we can manipulate. We can be a puppeteer to God. That, if that's what you're hearing, please, please don't hear that. That's not what I'm saying. But, but what I learned that day, what I learned was that, that there, there was something about a dependence, a trusting in God in, 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 in such a way that, that another one of our members had to teach me what that began to look like. I'm convinced that something happens when the people of God pray. In Acts chapter 2, Peter, a disciple of Jesus, the same Peter who had denied Jesus, stands up and tells the people about Jesus. He says, he says you put Jesus to death by nailing him on this cross, and this was God's deliberate plan. You are acting out God's deliberate plan. You put him to death, but God 
raised him from the dead. It's one of the beautiful paradoxes about the cross. So you see this cross behind me that's decorated from a wedding yesterday. And it's the only, the only reason that, that flowers can be on a cross is because of the paradox of the cross, that this instrument of death and torture is also where the blood of Christ was poured out. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Do you see the paradox of what happens on the cross? This message cut people to the heart. And they said, what must we do? And Peter replied, Acts 2.38, repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Next week, we're going to start a brand new series on the Holy Spirit, a topic that has caused a lot of uh, disagreement over the years, and I want us to look honestly at God's Word for the next few weeks and what that means. About 3,000 people get baptized. Acts 2.42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. As we participate in the communion meal this morning, how has God filled you with awe and wonder? So in a moment, we're going to participate in the taking of the bread and the drinking of the cup. And the sermon's not over yet. I'm going to come back. But just as we travel through this section of Scripture from Acts 2 to 10, I want us to, to see what the early church, their dependence, their trust in Almighty God. Think back to these early Christians. You'll see these on the screens. That It's a learning church. That they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. It's a loving church. That they had fellowship every day, they shared everything they gave to those in need. It's a worshiping church, breaking bread, praying together, praising God, a common love for each other, a common gift to the Savior. It's a joyful church. It says they did all this with glad and sincere hearts. It's a growing church. Luke says of the Lord, add it to their number daily. And you get this sense that it's just like this really fun place to be until it wasn't. A few chapters later, one of those individuals, Stephen, would be stoned for his faith. I think about even in the midst of difficulty, even in the midst of pain, even in the midst of suffering, that God has equipped us with a community that has a common unity. And that's not by accident. I'm so grateful on days like this where we get to celebrate uh, baby dedication and, and bring children up here, but I also know that that's a hard day for some people. Lainey and I have walked through side by side with couples who have not been able to have biological children or have lost children, and that can be a hard day. But even in the midst of that pain and suffering, we see the paradox of the cross. We see the beauty that, that joy and, and pain can hold hands together. And so what if we committed ourselves to those five things, to learn, to love, to rejoice, to grow? What if we committed ourselves to those things? If you'll take out your communion packet, let's pray for the bread and the cup. And so, Father, we are amazed 
at how the early Christians trusted in you by practicing the very meal that Jesus told his disciples to practice. A meal that enabled them to remember him. And so now as we eat the bread and drink the cup, we remember the death of Christ for our sins, the body and the blood that your son has given for us. Uh, may we take a moment to examine ourselves as we do that. And may we eat together with glad and sincere hearts this morning, knowing that that's not the end of the story, knowing that the tomb is empty, that your grace is sufficient, and that we serve a risen Savior and victorious King, and His name is King Jesus. And so as we eat the bread and drink the cup this morning, we do so in the name of our risen Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The body and blood given for you. So for the next few moments, I just want us to, to reflect on the five pillars that we have mentioned just a moment ago. Spiritual formation uh, is, a, is a pillar of what we believe God has called us to, to be about here at this church. And next week as we begin that new series, we'll talk more about that. Just a few chapters later though, in Acts chapter 5, verse 42, day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. So connections is a very important part of what we believe God has called us to as a church. And so uh, we want to help guide 300 new people to connect with God over the next few years to, to God, to the church, to their purpose and calling uh, through our Connect Group ministry. And that's over 30 new people each year between now and 2030. And maybe the Lord is leading you to be one of those 30 and you can talk to a Connect Group leader today. Uh, we said uh, that we also wanted to partner with a local congregation. Uh, in racial unity and spiritual action. And I'm so thankful for our relationship with the Roosevelt City Church. You'll see a picture on the screen of um, Brother Elijah Anthony and me. We swapped pulpits earlier this year. Uh, what a blessing that was. Just a few weeks ago, we were able to join together as churches and have a prayer retreat together with Dr. Jerry Taylor. You'll see a picture of Dr. Taylor on the screen who was here just a few weeks ago. Uh, and then next week, I'm excited that our friends Kimberly and Katrina, known as the Pot Sisters, will be joining our praise team. It's going to be a great day. We thought, you know, well, we swap pulpits, and what, why can't we share uh, our worship time as well? And so I'm very excited about them coming and participating in worship with us next week. I'm thankful for our Racial Unity Action Team and Charles Little and Lindsey Hurd, who continue to help us focus on the great gift of unity that we share in Christ and that barriers come down in His name. In Acts chapter 6, those full of wisdom and the Spirit were appointed and chosen for ministry. Paul would say in Romans that we are to be devoted to one another in brotherly love. And so another key pillar of our vision is devotion. This is a word that is familiar to us, but it's one that's played out differently. And so I'm so grateful for Outreach Minister Willie Christman who equips us for such service. We now have 18 community partners that surround this building that we serve alongside week in and week out. And there's many ways for you to get involved in that. One of those ministries is the hospital apartment ministry, a longstanding ministry where folks who are seeking medical treatment in the Birmingham area 
can come if they're more than 50 miles away. They can come and they can have one of our apartments for free while they're uh, getting medical treatment or one of their family members is getting medical treatment. And part of our, our vision was that we wanted to, to see those apartments uh, renovated and upgraded some. And, and so uh, we began uh, looking at that. I'm pleased to announce to you today we had a campaign just a few years ago, our Accelerate campaign, where we paid off our debt, became a debt-free church. And in that process, we also set aside some funds that would go into local outreach into our community. And I'm pleased to announce to you that we're going to use some of those funds today after a long period of discernment uh, to replace all 67 windows in our hospital apartments. Uh, they are original windows with the building from the 1940s. And so, as you can imagine, they are about due. But I'll tell you, it was a hard process. If you've been in the construction business lately, you know that windows are not easy to get. Uh, so we did a lot of searching high and low and, and, and got some pretty high prices for windows. And that was until Lucinda Smith started praying praying that God would bring us, you know, some, some resolution, some answer. And, and, and I'm so thankful that a, a window company uh, came into our midst, gave us a great price, and not only gave us a great price, but the owner of the window company was so impressed with what we were doing through the hospital apartments, he made a donation to the hospital apartments. Come on, somebody, let's say amen on that. Uh, I mean, wow. You know, and I'm so grateful uh, for that ministry, and, and I wish I could stand up here. I could spend the rest of our time just stand up here and tell you stories about how God is working uh, through our hospital apartment ministry, and I'm thankful for all those that serve in that ministry and would encourage you to keep praying about that ministry and other ministries, uh, such as our food pantries, our English as second language classes, our Afghan refugee support, supporting foster families, working with the Love Lady Center, the fruit that God produced from our 50-50 challenge where every family in this church took $50 and blessed our community this earlier this year, devotion to serving others. But our vision doesn't stop there. Because in Acts chapter 10, Peter receives a vision himself where he says, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but Acts 10.35 accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. And Jesus would say it this way, that we are to make disciples of all nations. So nations is our fourth pillar for the kingdom of God is not an exclusive one, but the kingdom of God is a new humanity of every tribe, every tongue in every language. And one of the things that we've discovered through our nations is that God is not sending us, just sending us to the nations, He's sending the nations to us. Uh, we no longer go to places like Rwanda, Africa just to serve. We go there to learn what they're doing. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's an amazing transformation that God is doing in the hearts of people. Uh, and so, uh, I'm so thankful for Matt and Andrea Miller in Rwanda. We've been supporting them now for over 20 years, and uh, a few years ago they prayerfully and faithfully started an international school, Virunga Valley Academy. Say that fast ten times, but that is VVA. That's what you'll hear us refer to it as, and they asked us to be praying about these things. So get your, get your phones ready. Take a picture of the screen. If you're not that quick, don't worry. We'll email it out to you as well. But here's the things that the Millers would uh, ask that you be praying for, that our VVA students come to know Jesus. Praying for financial support for our VVA teachers. A prayer of thanksgiving for the land that they received just a few months ago to add on to their school campus. And pray for the Miller family in particular as they are called in many directions. Pray for wisdom and then pray for Rwanda DMM. That's the disciple making movement which consists of over a thousand house churches that the Millers are connected with. This next screen is their email address. 
And what I want to do is just encourage us to be praying for them. And if you've not ever emailed the Miller family and just to encourage them, I want to flood their email inbox this week. So take a picture of their email address. We'll also send that out uh, in email format as well, where you can just email. You may not even know the Miller family. And just say, hey, this is not a spam email. We don't know you, but we're praying for you. And I guarantee you it will be a blessing to that family. I want to ask if you're a connect group leader or a ministry team leader, if you'll begin making your way on stage. Uh, and while they're making their way up, please turn your attention to the screen uh, for an update from Matt and Andrea. Hey, Homewood, we are coming to you from Kigali today. We're actually waiting for Abby to come and visit, which we're really excited about. Um, I just want to say hello and give you a quick update on what's been happening with us the last few weeks. Um, our school year has started, and the eight new teachers that uh, we shared with you about have all come. It's a really diverse group. And uh, we're now about to start week five of school, and uh, things are going well. It's always a lot of work to incorporate new people, but we're so thankful for God's provision and uh, that we're able to have a full staff this year. Some really cool things happening at our school. Um, we've got a new piece of land, and we've started clearing it to make a soccer field and some more parking for the school. Um, we've had a couple of really incredible experiences in the last couple of weeks, some relationships that we thought were broken that uh, God has restored with some a former parent and a current parent at VBA. So we're excited to see um, God working in the lives of the people that we're trying to pour into. And of course, the kids are amazing. I, I had the opportunity to teach Bible for the first three weeks because our Bible teacher came in a little late. And, just from kindergarten all the way up to high school, um, the kids are engaged in learning about Jesus and talking about ways to to put his words into practice in their life. So we're really committed to and, and believing in the, the seeds that are being planted in our students' lives and the fruit that that's going to bring. Yeah, it's just um, good to be able to send you guys a message. Thank Matt said most of what needed to be said. Just wanted you guys to see our faces, tell you that we love you. Thank you for your prayers. Mm -hmm. We are, um, sometimes it just feels hard over here and your, your prayers really help to lift us up and mm -hmm. help us to get through um, some of those hard times. And at the same time, we're getting to know new parents and um, being, part of new projects or different things happening in our city and that's always exciting to see what what is going to come out of that mm -hmm. so um thank you we love you and uh, we would love visits yes. from any of you guys that want to come and see things in action and just to be with us for encouragement and um yeah we would love that a lot love you guys bye Uh, in case you were like me and didn't know what this little finger thing meant, that's like a tiny heart uh, uh, that you can make with your fingers, and apparently that's a thing now. Uh, so uh, if, if I've missed that, because, you know, I just, I just have, but that's, that's what Andrew meant with the tiny heart. And so, yes, God, God may be calling you to go to Rwanda uh, and, and praise God for that, but my guess is that God is calling even more of us uh, to participate in what He's doing right here in Birmingham, Alabama. 
And so I would encourage you to look behind me. These are, are my heroes. These are our connect group leaders. These are our ministry team leaders. Um, and, and these are the folks that we want to pray over right now. Folks that you can talk to uh, even just right here in a few moments, you know. And, and so what, what, what's God gifted you to do? What's God called you to do? Uh, you know, are you, are you able to greet people, see our first impressions team? Are you able to, to do, do things with technology, see our tech arts team? If you're able to, to have a song in your heart, go see Kevin and our worship team. Write, write notes of encouragement or pray. Go see our care and prayer team. If, if you like welcoming newcomers, go see foundations. If you can work with finances, see our admin team. Do you, do you want to get out and serve the community? Go see outreach. Are you seeking community? Go find a connect group, and I believe that God is calling us all to be in community. So these leaders will be in the forward to help you answer those questions in just a moment. Let's, let's just go to God in prayer on their behalf. Uh, Father, we're so thankful that you have equipped us with every good, every good work, and, and, and in Christ we are called uh, to be about your good works. Uh, God, that's not just for these leaders up on this stage. That's for every one of us. That's for all of us. Uh, but you have, have called those on this stage to a special role, and we want to acknowledge that, and we want to lift them up before you. And so, God, we, we do that right now. We also pray for what's going on in Rwanda. We, we pray for the VVA students to know Jesus. We pray for financial support. We pray a prayer of thanksgiving for the land they receive. We pray for the Miller family for wisdom. We pray for the disciple-making movement that's taking place across the sea. God, now we just lift up uh, each of these leaders behind me. I pray for their families. I pray that you'll guard their hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I pray that you'll give them wisdom as they lead and shepherd our groups. Uh, I pray that you'll give them vision uh, that, that connects with your heart and that you will uh, guide them in every way. Father, I pray that you'll bless them and keep them, that you'll make your face shine upon them and be gracious to them, that you'll turn your face toward them and give them peace. It's in Jesus we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask our leaders to make their way out to the foyer uh, just to be ready to receive folks as they come out in just a few moments. Thank you, leaders. And as they're making their way uh, down there, I'm going to invite the praise team to be coming up. And as they do that, I want to ask you to pray uh, for our fifth and final pillar uh, that was mentioned earlier by Justin and Morgan, uh, the pillar of generations. That Peter closes Acts 10 by saying, we were witnesses of everything Jesus did, and everyone who believes receives forgiveness of sins through his name, and they were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ that day, Acts 10, 48. Here's my question. I know folks are moving around, but, but here's my question for you. Don't miss it. Can you imagine the family trees that were changed on that day. Can you imagine the impact of a, what a relationship in Christ did for those families in Acts chapter 10? Can you imagine what that would look like in Birmingham, Alabama, from Acts 2 to Acts 10, that this movement of God will not be thwarted by the schemes of the evil one. Because Jesus said, on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. Amen. We all have a part to play. 
We'll have more specific things that you can be praying about Tuesday at noon. And remember uh, that our job is not to be spectacular. Our job is to be faithful. Our job is to be faithful. Let's sing that before we're dismissed. Will you stand?